Fort Wentworth is a city on the brink with deep, long-simmering divisions among residents spilling over to city council and leading to calls to split the municipality in two. But what's behind all that animus? A team of Savannah Morning News journalists recently explored why Port Wentworth has become so dysfunctional, and two of those reporters joined the Tuesday Commute podcast to discuss. Now.com. This is the Commute Podcast presented by National Alpha Systems. I'm Adam Van Brimmer, opinion columnist and a deputy editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Today is Tuesday, July the 12th. On this edition of The Commute, we discuss the messy state of one of the Savannah area's fastest-growing municipalities, Port Wentworth, a city that was the subject of a multi-story series currently published at savannah.com. If this interview piques your interest in Port Wentworth, be sure to check out all the great reports. Before we hit the interview, though, a word about our sponsor, National Office Systems. National Office Systems has been the commute's benefactor since the podcast start, and they've been in business since the 1980s. In those early days, National Office Systems was the last office outfitter in the country to carry office furniture from both of the industry's then leaders, Herman Miller and Knoll. Now, a couple of decades later, those furniture companies are collaborating in a new product line, and National Office Systems is one of the first to offer Miller Knoll furniture. In addition to Miller Knoll, National Office Systems remains the leaders in the office design and outfitting sector by offering dirt modular interiors, OFS furniture, and 200 other product lines. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. Again, that's www.natoffsys.com. We are joined on the commute today by Savannah Morning News journalist Nancy Kwan and Laura Nwogu, who were two of the three reporters on a recent series done called Port Wentworth, A City Divided which chronicled, as, as most folks here know, that Port Wentworth has, for quite a while, had a lot of divisiveness in it. I think it even predated the divisiveness we've seen on the larger federal level. It seems like it's always been that way in Port Wentworth, at least over the last decade. And it has boiled over this year to the point where they have proposed splitting the city in two, or they have, exploded, they have looked at, um, Nancy, uh, dissolving the city charter and, and basically Port Wentworth going away. So as we've watched this develop, Nancy, who's our, our lead reporter out there, handles all our municipalities. We started talking about, so what's really behind this divide? I mean, it's, is it just a bunch of political rhetoric or, or is there really just this, this animosity or animus between people that live in one part of town and people that live in others? And if there is that, what is at the heart of that? What's going to cause that? So Nancy and Laura and co- her colleague Zoe Nicholson got together and brainstormed and came up with a list of things that we really thought was behind the divide. And then those three reporters went out and talked to literally dozens and dozens of residents to try to get their thoughts, their feelings, and and really explore what is at the heart of this. So Nancy, I'm going to start with you. I, I know that as somebody who sat through a lot of meetings before this project came about, what did you learn new or what was reaffirmed as you went out and started really doing a deep dive into what's going on out in Port Wentworth? Yeah, um, I guess I'll begin with saying that I learned a lot during this project and I feel like 
throughout that, I realized there's still so much to learn about Port Wentworth. Um, But one of the things that I dug into was the beginning of when Port Wentworth was formed, which starts with, you know, the city and then the annexation in 1989. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really focused on that aspect, the history, um, when Port Wentworth decided to annex 20 square miles and expand themselves. Um, 20 square miles of literally nothing at that time, right? Yeah, almost nothing. There was a couple of, you know, rural neighborhoods and then I think a subdivision that was already there, but it was basically just kind of a rural pineland. Yeah, highway with some gas stations and Waffle House, of course. (laughs) Probably. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we... Or I found out that, you know, the divide really began there um, with how the city was planned or rather the lack of planning that went into that. Um, I think the, you know, city administrators really wanted to grow the population because industrialization had really kind of diminished Mm -hmm. the population there and no one really wanted to live in that area. So they decided to, you know, build this whole new Port Wentworth Mm Um, but I mean, through that, um, I guess the planning was kind of hasty as some, uh, past council members have said, um, and they didn't really, you know, work on incorporating the whole city as a whole. You talk about industrialization. That's one thing that struck me was we almost have history repeating itself here, right? Because they looked to annex and then expand because they were getting encroachment from the ports, from sugar refinery, from uh, a paper mill was starting to push into the quote, uh, the quote old unquote part of Port Wentworth. And we started to see the population fall and they annex and they take all this stuff to the North. And like you said, all this rural uh, farmland, plenty of room for new subdivisions and growth and everything else. And here we are, that was 1989. We're now in 2022. Georgia ports has spurred a tremendous amount of industrialization out into that part of Port Wentworth, you got a lot of warehouses, a lot of other industrial coming in. Uh, how kind of is, is irony the right word, or, or how do you look at you know what happened then is now happening now, and it kind of has come full circle? Yeah, I mean the industry is really, really present in the old town, you know, the original part of Port Wentworth. Um, And it continues to be like that. And now we see it, you know, encroaching on some of the neighborhoods in Newport Wentworth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to contend with the GPA. It's such a huge, Mm -hmm. you know, um, economic driver. So um, I think just from talking with residents, they feel that the city needs to do more in terms of separating that industry from the residential life. Right. Um, so, and I found it interesting. You talked to some former mayor, some former council people, and I know Laura, you went and talked to some some folks that had some interesting takes on some of the politics and other things going on in Port Wentworth. There's a lot of finger pointing here. <laughs> Laura, from your perspective, what kind of sense did you get on on that, especially somebody that came, because Nancy had a background, you came at it cold. What was your perspective? Yeah, so I did come at it cold. Um, a lot of my information were obviously coming from Nancy's articles and just talking to Nancy about it. So going into this, I kind of had an idea about 
what the atmosphere was like for a lot of people in Port Wentworth and a lot of the city council members. Um, there is a lot of finger pointing from the residents toward city council and even within city council. And it's a lot of this should have happened. It didn't happen because of this or, um, you know, we dropped the ball on this or they dropped the ball on this. So there is a lot of finger pointing um, to the point where it's like, how do you get anything done? Mm -hmm. So I'm um, coming into this. Um, I talked to Gabby Nelson, who's mm -hmm. relatively new. She was yes, 20. recently elected council member. Yeah. Last year or two years? Yeah. yeah. Yep, last year. So talking with her, it was just a lot of, because my focus was mostly on recreational stuff and the mm -hmm. lack of recreational stuff in North Wentworth. And so when you're asking why is there this lack of things when you have this population that's growing, you have these subdivisions, you have all of these kids, you know, you have all of these families, and it's like, you know, there was no planning. Like you have all of this industrialization, you have all this growth and you're visibly seeing it, but I don't think something's computing that you need to put something forth to give these people a quality of life that they should have mm -hmm. with this population, with the city that's continuously growing. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting point because we can talk about industrialization. We can talk about geography, talk about all that all day. But the bottom line is what makes a community feel like a community is your quality of life. And as Port Wentworth grew, they built these, these rather large subdivisions that were almost small towns into themselves. Nothing was really going on outside the gate and on the main yeah. road. I think, uh, I think, Lori, you put in your piece something about, you know, no sit-down restaurants and no, um, I don't want to say no banks, but there was just a long no, list of things. Want no urgent care, no mm -hmm. dentist, no post office is like... Everything you expect a community to have. We'll get back to the Port Wentworth discussion in a moment. If you're a regular listener to The Commute, odds are you are interested in Savannah and Georgia-related content. For those who crave more, we offer the Savannah Town Square newsletter. We recently relaunched this weekly email newsletter focused on Savannah Now's opinion content. Actually, the debut edition went out this morning. Today's newsletter centered on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and the growing push to impeach him. I think it's a pretty good read. Sign up for the newsletter by visiting savannahnow.com newsletters and click subscribe next to Savannah Town Square. And you don't need to be a print or digital subscriber to receive the newsletter, so there are no excuses. You'll receive the newsletter at 7 a.m. every Tuesday. Now, back to unpacking the Port Wentworth Divide with Savannah Morning News journalists Nancy Guan and Laura Nwogu. Um, and I'm going to ask you guys to editorialize just a little bit here, but as you come away from this and you look at this community, do you get the sense that, is there hope? Or are people kind of like, this is the way it is, it's not going to change, uh, why even bother, we're just going to go to poor whenever we leave our, From our house. From my side, I remember when Nancy, Zoe, and I, we took a ride along with um, one of the residents. Um, that was actually one of my first, one of my questions. I was like, are people in a it is what it is type of mentality mm -hmm. or are they fighting for a better quality of life? And she said they're fighting. And mm -hmm. you can clearly see that from the um, Saucy Road community. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that we talk to, a lot of the Black community in Port Wentworth, they're 
a lot of this story would not have come together without them, without mm-hmm. them being open, talking with us because they want this story out here. They just want people, they just want to be heard. And so they're fighting in that way to kind of bring awareness to these um, issues. And they are passionate about it. They are not like they're putting their foot down. So I would say a lot of people are fighting. Mm-hmm. They're fighting. Yeah. But are they open to finding some middle ground or do you think that right now it's just like we've been pushed around for for so long and now we're going to push back and they're either going to like it or not um (laughs) hard to say what those you know specific i think they are trying to find a middle ground right i think so because um those two neighborhoods that laura was just mentioning um saucy and bearing road and then there's monteith and Minehard. they're both kind of like the two dominant rural agricultural neighborhoods, they have a warehouse already planned next to where they live. And they're having to negotiate now, you know, um, to still have some semblance of quality of life. Um, I think, you know, it's up to those negotiations, whether or not that will pan out. Um, But in terms of the city having hope, um, I think, no, there's been a turning point. Um, you know, they've gotten a new kind of city council, a new city manager, a whole new kind of city administration um, that has started to take those steps. You know, they've uh, implemented an industrial rezoning moratorium for six months. Um, you know, they're hiring and contracting with people who will help them bring in those commercial businesses that people have been asking for. Um, but, you know, it's whether or not that will continue to move forward. And um, I mean, even the council and city manager, city manager themselves have said, we haven't been following our comprehensive plan close enough. And that's why the city has become the way it is. Um, and they say they're going to, you know, take a hard look at that, um, take a hard look at their rezoning laws and try to accommodate people. Now they have a huge reserve fund that they're going to try to use to bring up the quality of life. Um, so, you know, it's going to take real city leadership and mm-hmm. some hard planning. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> so it seems like there's self-awareness there, which I guess is the first, yeah. you know, the first way to, to fix a, to fix a problem is yeah. to, to be aware of things. Look at their comprehensive plan. They literally have everything laid out, what they need to do. They just need to do it. Yeah. And that's what Zoe had pointed out, you know, in her portion of the project, um, she focuses on industrialization as the growth and development reporter. So um, she mentions, you know, the comprehensive plan is not specific enough, which is what the city manager has said too. Yeah. Share a little bit about the demographics out there. I think a lot of people think of Port Wentworth, they think of either, uh, you know, generational uh, white families that live in the old part or, or a lot of transplants of, of, all races and, and genders and makeups uh, to the north is that is that a, an accurate way to frame it or what did you find when you started looking demographically out that way yeah looking at the hard numbers i don't have it in front of me but um the north side is a little bit more diverse mm-hmm. than the old part of the city mm-hmm. and just to keep in mind the old part of the city is also much smaller than right. north port wentworth most right. people live in the northern side um but since the you know the original old downtown area was uh, predominantly white, it still kind of has the remnants of that, but it's also slowly diversifying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Hispanic community is growing all over the city, all over, um, all okay. over West Chatham. Okay. Um, but 
um, yeah, the northern portion is still more a little more diverse. I right. Guess. So when you talk about anything like this, especially in the South, a lot of it starts to break down on, on racial lines. There's a little bit of that here, but yeah, that's not necessarily an impediment to them moving forward, right? Just because of the diversifying of the, of the population. Um, let's see, it's hard to say because <laughs> um, on the kind of local politics um that is at the forefront. Okay. Um, that's what's happening recently. Um, you know, the new council has a majority, um, I think, people from the northern portion mm-hmm. um, who really kind of champion themselves as fighting for um, a diverse mm-hmm. population. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't know how much of it um, is like, a lot of like the political drama mm-hmm. uh, centers on race. Racial lines, um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not sure like what to make of it yet. Um, so where do we go from here? I guess is the next case, right? They're, they're, they're not necessarily, they can't find anybody to study a split, which we talk about in the story. And then we talked about in past stories, both, uh, the universities in the state that do feasibility studies on cityhood, neither one of them does studies splitting or they haven't at this point. So the city is a little bit of an impasse there. Um, what do you expect going forward? Do you, do you expect continued kind of strife? Do you, do you see it working itself out? Uh, I know the new city manager is, has been on the job for a little bit of, uh, a little bit of time now and seems to have, at least some influence over the council, where, where's it going? Um, in terms of the city split, I think that's been quieted down. Um, you know, no one really wanted to, or was able to um, do an actual study of how city of Port Worth would be affected if it were to split. Um, and when I last spoke with the city manager, he said that, you know, they're not currently exploring that anymore. Um, who knows what will happen in the future? Um, it seems like they're, you know, trying to move forward together. So, again, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're what uh, they just had an election, right? So we got three more years of uh, for them to get it figured out mm-hmm. and everything yeah. else. So, so please, uh, listeners, <laughs> go to savannahnow.com. Look up the Port Wentworth Divide package. It is. As somebody put in the staff meeting yesterday, the most comprehensive uh, piece you'll ever see on Port Wentworth, which is uh, good to see and and good to educate everybody. So thank you, uh, Laura. Thank you, Nancy, for coming in. That's all for the Tuesday Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Search The Commute with that Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns Thursday when we discuss housing in Bryan County. It's going fast. We'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.